Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams. Today is going to be episode 127 of the NeuroEdge podcast. The name of today's episode is The Easiest Way to Track Your Spending. Now, as you know, on my podcast, we love to talk about how to make yourself the best version of yourself. And part of that is actually learning and being able to control the resources that you acquire through your day-to-day life, through all the time that you spend working. And if you think about why do we actually work It's so that we can acquire money to let us do the things we want, pay our rent, buy food, spend time with our family, take care of our family, have more freedom, you name it. And part of that is being able to understand the resources that we have coming in and how we are allocating those resources and what is left over. So anything that we have left over in our savings is technically the excess of the labor that we put into the economy. So if you make $5,000 a month and you only spend $3,000 a month, you have a surplus of $2,000 a month, which is now your savings. So you have surplus labor of $2,000 a month that you can save. And over time, hopefully you build that up. And depending on your income, you can make or save or spend however much you want. So the purpose of today's episode is to basically just give you a framework for understanding the easiest way to track your spending. And before we jump into that, I'm just going to give you some staggering statistics that will blow your head off your shoulders of just how little people know about this. Now, a little bit about me, and I've talked about this before, but this is just for the people that if this is the first episode you're watching or whatever, I have a degree in finance from Wake Forest University, which is one of the top 10 business schools in the country. And I don't say that to toot my horn, just to say that I have an understanding of how finance works. And I've also worked as a real estate agent for five years. So I understand how financial markets work and how these things go in and out of the system and how important it is to understand and manage your money. So to me, that's something that I've always had a pretty firm grasp on, at least in terms of my personal spending. It's how much money is coming in, how much money is going out each and every month. And for me, it has made it easier to save and use my money in a capital effective manner, especially as it comes to living expenses. So as we all tend to do, I have my own bias of thinking, yeah, that makes sense to everybody. And then I started digging into some statistics and found it staggering how little people actually know about finance in general, and especially as it relates to personal finance. So getting into how they understand the money that they're making and how they spend it and what they spend it on. So the purpose of today's episode is just to give you a very simple framework that I use, that I use every single month. So at the end of the month, I will always know exactly how much I spent. And I can go back to the time that I started working and have a spreadsheet detailed record of every penny and cent that came into my bank account and then went out of my bank account so that good or bad, right or wrong, I know exactly how much I spent. So Before jumping into that, as always, a reminder just to let you know, if you get any sort of value out of this, leave a comment on YouTube or leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, if this helps you out and if this makes your life better and if you like this sort of content. So as you know, I talk a lot about health. I talk a lot about different things out there and just love talking about anything that really relates to making us a better person. And Part of that today is our finances. And if you like this content about finances, definitely let me know so that I can make more videos and podcasts like this. So that being said, let's jump on in. And what I'm going to do first is just break down some stats on how crazy it is in finance. So again, today's episode is the easiest way to track our spending. So a little bit about personal budgeting. So 
just starting off, do you know exactly how much money you spend every month? And I didn't have a statistic on this, but I would find it staggering to know how many people don't actually know what they're spending on gas, groceries, lifestyle, cable, all these different things that they spend every month. So the annual consumer spending averaged 63000 on pre-tax average income of 82000 according to the latest Bureau of Labor Statistics 2019 Consumer Expenditures Report. And so according to FINRA's 2015 survey, only 40% of respondents spent less than they earn, 38% live paycheck to paycheck, and 18% consistently spent more than they earn. So think about that. 40% of respondents spend less than they earned, meaning that they spent actually only 40% of the people only spend less than they earn, which is crazy to me. 38% lived paycheck to paycheck. And unfortunately, that's a sad reality of people today. And then 18% consistently spent more than they earned. So you add that up and almost 60% of people are either living paycheck to paycheck or they're spending more than they're actually making. And then only 41% of people actually follow a budget. How crazy is that? So I know it's one of those things everybody feels like they should do. And the purpose of today's episode is to kind of help you out with this, to make it where it doesn't feel like a chore, where you don't feel like you're losing out on things because you're budgeting. And so this is a distribution breakdown of the average spending percentage for people. And this is on average, obviously. So on average, about 33% of people's income goes to their housing, 16% to transportation, 13% to food, 11% to insurance, 8% to healthcare, 5% to entertainment, 3% to cash contributions, 3% to apparel, 3% to education, and 5% to miscellaneous. So you see there, obviously, a large, large part of this, almost half, is housing and transportation. And for most people, this can be their their rent or their mortgage and then their car payment. So that's about half of all the money gets spent by people that they make. And then obviously some of those other ones broken down. But what we want to do is try to obviously maximize the income that we're making, but then to minimize some of these so we get under control. Little facts about debt for us today. So total consumer debt is 4.163 trillion. So that's on average about 12,000 per person in the United States. The average student loan debt is 32,000. And the median student loan debt is 17000 So if you lined up all the student loan debt, the median is where you would fall right in the middle of that. If you line them up on a distribution, the average is 32000 And so the average, this is from NerdWallet, the average household has $135,000 of debt according to a 2018 survey by NerdWallet. And so what I want to say before I get into this is debt is not necessarily a bad thing. Debt can be used as leverage, particularly if you're using it in a way that structures your capital to help you accrue more capital. So it can be very advantageous from that standpoint. However, the downside of debt is that if it's consumer debt, it can be at higher interest rates that cause you to have to pay much more money and then much more interest over the long term where you're stuck in this cycle of being in debt through your whole life and you basically work to pay yourself out of debt and it's a hole that you can never get yourself out of. So the first step to financial freedom is getting this under control and understand that not all debt is bad, but the way that most people see it in the forms of credit card debt, student loan debt and all these things, it actually buries you and makes it impossible to have sovereign control over your own life. And then I just wanted to go through some 
some problems. So out of survey done, uh, 58% of respondents had less than $1,000 in a savings account. And this was the United States. And then only half of half or half of households have any retirement savings in a 401k or IRA. And the median household retirement savings by age. So between ages 35 and 44, the average savings is 40,000. Between 45 and 54, the average savings is 97,000. And the average savings between 55 and 64 years old is 135,000. Also, one in four Americans admit they do not pay their bills on time. So if we kind of absorb those statistics, that's really unfortunate. Not only are we dealing with this, so you look at someone, the average between the age of 55 and 64, they only have $135,000 saved in a 401k or an IRA. But on top of that, the dollar is being printed like it's going out of style. And so not only do they have not a really good amount that's going to help them retire their whole life, but they're also losing value as the value of the dollar erodes. And so what is the solution to this? Well, regardless of what age you are, the solution is to track your spending because if we can get our spending under control. We're going to be able to understand, okay, I can set aside this much per month. And then from there, we can focus on increasing our income. So I'm not the type of person to say, don't spend money on your Starbucks coffee or whatever it is, because you got cut corners everywhere in here. So you can save $2,000 a month so that when you're 60 years old, you can have a million dollars saved in the bank. The key is though, if we don't ever track our spending, we become susceptible to lifestyle, lifestyle creep and income creep. And what I mean by that is that as we make more money, we tend to spend as much more money as we save. So it doesn't matter if you make $100,000 or a million dollars, if you're spending 90% of that, you're not going to have as much money at the end of the day. And you can be a lot smarter with this. And basically I created this framework and this is what I use to help myself stay on track. So step one is to have one card that you spend everything on. For me, this is a debit card. It can be a credit card, however, and there would actually be a lot of advantages to doing this on a credit card, especially if you pay it off in time or you're not paying any interest. But what we want to do first is have one card that we buy everything on. And that's what I do. Now, I am a big proponent of cash. I think cash is very important. However, that's just not the age we live in, especially if you buy everything online. You cannot pay for things in physical cash. And so this is why I do this. I have one debit card that is directly tied to my personal bank account, and that is where I spend everything. Then step two, what I do is I don't change anything for the first month. So for the first month, we are just going to use this as a data collection time. And so we're going to spend everything like we normally do. So once we have the ability to get everything on the one card, we're going to spend everything like, like we normally do. And then we're going to do on the 31st or the 30th or whatever end of the, end of the month it is, we're going to log into our bank account when all of our expenses have been done. And we're going to download all the items into an Excel file or any sort of spreadsheet that you can use on Google Sheets or whatever. And we're going to look at everything we spent in the last month. And we're going to do this every month, just once a month. It takes 20 minutes. And we're going to do this at the end of every month. And then what I do from there is I break out that spreadsheet into the following categories. I have personal expenses, rent expenses, food expenses, business expenses, gas expenses. And then I have my income statement where I include the money that I made. And then also for me, because I run a business, I have the money that I spent on my business expenses. Now, if you are a W-2 employee, you might not have business expenses. However, I would highly recommend, this is a different topic for a different episode. I would highly recommend that you at least 
have some sort of side business is you can get a lot of tax benefits that you can use to write off your life expenses to not pay as many taxes. But again, that's a different story. But these are the categories that I have. So basically what we want to do is make separate spreadsheets for our personal expenses, our rent expenses, our food expenses, business expenses, gas expenses, and income statement. And then we're going to put all of those expenses that we spent from the last month, we're going to drag them out and put them into these buckets on the different spreadsheets. And so what we do is we build a spreadsheet for each of these categories. And then what we're going to do is line them up and then we're going to have the total amount that we spent that month on each of those items. Then we're going to go back to one master spreadsheet that we have. And we're going to call that our master tracker. And it's going to have all of those items on there. And then we just copy the amount on there. So we have all of those on there. Then what we do from there is we're going to track this for three months. And what we're going to do is that we're going to have an average on how much we spend on each of those things. We're going to have an average for our personal expenses, our rent expenses, our food expenses, our business expenses, our gas expenses, and our income statement. And so we're going to be able to see, okay, I'm spending this amount per month and I'm living comfortably. I'm not stretching things. And then you're going to know, okay, I have $2,000 of rent expense per month. I have $3,000 of personal expense per month. I have $1,000 of food per month. And now I can keep that under control so that if anything starts to deviate from that, I can rein in what I'm doing. And then step six is to evaluate. So we're, we're going to see where are we spending too much money. So based on our income, we want to break down what percentage is being spent where. And this is important because we're going to see, like I did when I broke down the average in that one of those first slides, is where are we losing money of our income? Are we spending too much money on going out to eat? Are we spending too much money on books that I like? Because I like to buy books. Are we spending too much money on alcohol, which is a double whammy because we're spending money on it and it's also causing us not to be as productive, effective, and happy in life. So we're going to see which area are causing leaks. And then what we can do is control which areas are least likely to affect our lifestyle. So we can look at what is causing us problems. Then we're also going to say, man, well, I'm spending you know 500 bucks a month here and it doesn't have any effect on my lifestyle if I remove that. And so I can remove that, save money, and then keep my lifestyle the same and be as relatively happy as I was before. And then also, like I mentioned before, we're going to avoid creeps. What happens is, so you get a raise or a bonus or whatever, we tend to match our lifestyle spending with the money that we're making. And so as we start to make more money over the years, we tend to want to upgrade all these things. And this is going to help us avoid that creep that we can spend, save more money and then put it into things like a business or investments that are going to pay us dividends in the long term. And then what I want to talk about is step seven, which is just going to be the mental aspect of this is willpower and discipline. And so while this may seem hard at first, if you do it for three months, you're going to be in the habit of doing it. And then all of a sudden, you're going to realize that you don't have to freak out over having a budget because everything is in line with how much you're spending it. And then you start to create habits. And even the fact of just tracking this, you're probably going to spend less because you know you're going to be tracking it and you know there's going to be an accountability at the end of that month. So you're going to be able to say, oh, okay, man, I know this is how much I spent. When you're going out, when you're spending things, you're going to be less likely to do it because you know there's going to be an accountability point. And this also allows you to not have to constantly think about money. A lot of people, myself included at some times in my life, we're obsessed with money 
because it controls what we are allowed to do in life. And ultimately the goal of having money is not to have money for money's sake, is to have freedom to buy things that you know you want without worrying about price. And this is going to help us build and get towards a lifestyle and life circumstances where we can do that. And then again, step eight is going to be now that we know all these things, we can work on boosting our income and starting businesses and looking at investing and doing all these things that are gonna allow us to have alternative alternative income sources. And if you don't like where you're at, and if you look at your spending, you're like, man, I would like to eat out four to five times more per month than I'm currently doing. Well, who's in control of that? You are. So you can now take that and look at and go out into the world and find different areas of alternative income sources that will allow you to have the type of life that you want. And this is what I have done with my life. And so that I know if I want to be able to spend more money, well, I can make more money. And then I can also control that with my spending. And so I found this quote. It's from a guy named Will Rogers. He said, too many people spend money they earned to buy things that they don't want to impress people they don't like. So I will leave you with that thought in mind as you are thinking about money and thinking about how to maximize your efficiency and efficacy with money. Are you spending things, are you spending money on things that you don't really want to impress people that you don't really like? And I think about that how many times with certain cars, not that, look, it's, if you want a fast car, that is amazing. By all means, go for it. But a lot of times we buy things because we think other people will respect us more or like us more because we have the certain things. And if you really break down what you need in life to be happy, a lot of times it's not those things. And I realize I'm not the richest person saying this. However, once we get to that point and you are able to buy nice things, you want it to feel like you're not spending all of your money. When, Like we talked about before, a lot of people are incurring debt or spending every last dollar to get these things. And ultimately there is no purpose in doing so. So I am all about being able to make as much money as you want to be able to buy whatever you want in the world. But remember why you're doing it and what's your why for those things. So that is my two cents, so to speak, about money. Hopefully that was helpful to you. That's just kind of my technique for budgeting that I use. So if you like these type of videos, let me know. And I can definitely make more of these. I can talk about this for days on end. So hopefully that was helpful to you. Let me know your feedback and I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.